Because guess what I also didn't do? I also didn't get the fucking theme song right. Because <laughs> I'm really, really good at this. Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left, or right, yes. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Guys, like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Uh, also remember to check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and of course subscribe on uh, not iTunes, but uh, we're working on that. SoundCloud and YouTube. You're checking those out somewhere. While here, why not like, comment, and share? Guys, I'm telling you, sharing is the best thing you can do for us aside from writing us a check. And all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Uh, outside of being a part of a podcast that was completely thrown together in like five minutes today, uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, little, little bit of sad news. Uh, yeah, you were telling me about that before we, uh, we got in here, and you, you, uh, got his name wrong. That's usually my Got job. his name wrong, his but name I knew wrong. who I was talking about, but... Uh, Vinny Jones died. Uh, Dimebag nope. Daryl's you brother. Got it, you got it wrong again. Vinny Paul, <laughs> drummer for Pantera. Vinny, Hell yeah. Uh, he passed Vinny away. Vinny Jones was the juggernaut, bitch. Well, he, he kind of died. <laughs> Fell off the face of the earth, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of those legends. You say it's Pantera? Yeah, from I Pantera. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, Dimebag Daryl's brother. Okay. So I mean, so we loosely know who that guy is too. So well, I mean, you, not, you know who Pantera is. Yeah, I know the. I know you bands. know that Dimebag Daryl was yeah. shot and killed in Columbus, Ohio. I don't know that like things like ACDC was actually called ACDC because of a variety of forks that were bought at a yard sale <laughs> by like one of their mothers or something. I don't know the deets. <laughs> if someone got their band off of, <laughs> off of like. A silverware you brand. Know. You never know. That, you never and know you never will. Happen. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a sad thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially like as a drummer myself, you know, yeah. obviously years ago when Jimmy the Rev Sullivan died, you know, that sucked because he was one of my idols. And they still haven't really found a, a good replacement for him. Uh, caution! I'm gonna, I'm gonna Wild go ahead, cats abound. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and apologize for Fidget the Wonder Cat over here. Uh, <laughs> she is in a mood today, isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> so watch out. You know, for, watch out for that as we move along in this podcast. Which, speaking of moving along, because it's the only segue I have from death to what I wanted to talk from about. From death to life, uh, I, or extra lives. I no, that's that's not where we're going. Not yet. Don't don't follow my script. The script is there for me. <laughs> well, then don't have it in front of me. Tilt the TV. I I was I didn't get my banter out. Yet. You don't get banter Son today, of a bitch. Uh, I I started Luke Cage. Did you start that yet? I started. I'm about four or five four or five episodes in. Right. It's kind of tricky when you actually read the um, books and stuff. Uh, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard loose things that happen later in the series um, around ish, or episode <laughs> episode 10. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard some things that go on. I have been really excited to get there. Uh, Heroes for Hire gets kind of its uh, ground floor in this show. Uh, I'm about seven or eight episodes in, I want to say, so I'm pretty close to the The, end there. Well, I was told, it it wasn't any kind of a spoiler, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you that, uh, and we all know that Danny Rand was going to be appearing in this season. okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was Danny Rand who appeared on the set of Luke Cage or the other way around. Yeah, uh, Danny Rand is in this season for for what I have gathered only one episode, and this one episode completely and totally redeems all of the negativity. stop it. No. (laughs) You... Fucking asshole. He's like, oh, you guys are recording? Let me shit. It's a she. Hey, none of that. Yeah. All right. This is really, really great show. <laughs> she goes to jump up there, over there, knocks it off. Uh, but, uh, oh, but yeah. Wow. We're... <laughs> <laughs> so it's still starting off better than our last episode. <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay, so well, that has me a little excited yeah, for it. Completely um, redeems him and right. is great. I also started uh, Cloak and Dagger. Only one episode into that, but it was awesome. I, I haven't wait started to get that. To the Have you checked out Lost in Space on Netflix? No, not yet. I'm a few episodes into that. It's really good. I've heard good things. Like it's I've heard good. Things. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, no, it's, uh, I don't know. <sighs> I bought a Switch. It's still in the box. I was like, so I don't know. Yeah, other stuff has gone on. Uh, what has not been going on though? We have not been doing our poll, our polls on uh, subject to change. This has been an ongoing case. thing. Polls, polls, pull polls, pull polls. We haven't done our pull polls. Uh, lately on the Subject to Change Entertainment Facebook page. That is because we're gearing up for a little bit of thing. It's going to start tomorrow, uh, like three days ago from the recorded audio version of this that's going to go up. (laughs) Uh, But what we're doing is we're going to do a bracket-style tournament uh, between the best video game franchises out there. I think we've got, what, 16 entrants. Yep. Yep. 16 total entrants. Uh, basically, you guys are going to vote on them. This first round, there are going to be one day of polls with two polls coming out. So, like, definitely get on there. Go like the page if you haven't already. Get your vote in on the day because that is the day to get it. And then as the tournament brackets go on, the amount of time you have to vote gets longer. But at the head of the whole thing, once it's all said and done, whatever franchise wins... We're going to find a way to get an available for Twitch streaming version mm-hmm. of it. And we're going to we're going to do a live Twitch thing. I don't know how to do it. We might have to buy a PlayStation camera. But um, I think I may have been able to find some workarounds. Uh, okay. If nothing else, if it's available on Xbox or like Retro Style or... Because I have the SNES Classic, so yeah, that yeah. opens that up for us. Oh, does that link to Switch or Twitch? Uh, no, but we okay, can well, do what we did before. Us. Uh, <laughs> but I can play Xbox through my computer, and we can stream all of that and use Twitch and all that. Okay. So, you don't have to keep that in mind when you vote to make everything to the winner. 
but make sure you get out and vote. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's like the presidential <laughs> election, only you could actually look forward to this one. <laughs> you can prevent forest fires <laughs> is what I was starting to hear. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like the presidential election, only you can prevent, <laughs> prevent forest, forest fires. fires. <laughs> um, well, with that, there's no good segue. We're going to go ahead and jump into it, guys. Get the show started. We're going to start off with trailers, and the first one we have to take a look at is the Ralph Breaks the Internet trailer. Pretty much it is. What's in the title is what you get. Ralph goes into the internet. Uh, I don't really suppose he breaks it. In this. Well, I see no breakage there- of said internet. I was say we don't really see him break the internet. Or like he's arguing with someone about the title of the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Break it, wreck it. That was super self-aware. Very self-aware. But what I did enjoy in this trailer was the princess scene. Yeah, princess scene was pretty great. Uh, yeah, I love. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, what they do in the Disney section of the internet. Which mm-hmm. I should point out, if you haven't seen it yet, it's like this sprawling metropolis, like this huge city yeah. built out of like Google Tower, and Twitter is a tree with birds running around, uh, like sharing Snapchat. I'm surprised there were no blurred pictures going out there. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty much basically if the internet was a city, which isn't, you know, I I like it, but it's not like new. It's been done before. Uh, fucking Futurama did it. Yeah. Yeah. Forever ago. And they, theirs was like a VR version of interacting with the internet, but it was like kind of a very downgraded of whatever this is. It was like just that black and green. Green gridded type shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Disney princesses section was pretty cool. And it just makes me think that there's going to be so much more than that in the Disney area of the I, internet. Like, they, they shot over to, like, the Star Wars section of yeah, it. Yeah, Which I think that that's all incorporated in the Disney section. But it seems like that's where they spend a good amount of the movie. Well, there was Star Wars, there was Marvel right there. Because you see uh, War Machine fly over overhead and then that's when the uh, tie fighters come in and that's it, right yeah, yeah so it's pretty much anything under the disney umbrella is going to be over there and i think that's i think that's going to provide that's gonna be fun. Some pretty fun moments uh i still haven't seen the first movie so i have no like loving connection to this yet but i've heard the first one's good i'm so far very unimpressed by this one like like i said the disney princesses thing was fun but that's like I mean, you don't build a movie off of that. It's a movie. I still have no idea what it's about. Abby (laughs) loves the first one and has has seen it about a half a million times. I still haven't watched it. I I assume because of the title, it's Ralph is going to try and gain some sort of internet presence. That's the best I got. I have Uh, no idea. We really have no clues. Oh yeah, the plot uh, is yet. The teaser trailer from what last year's Comic Con. Yeah, nothing. This, this one trailer, just gives us some of the movie, but no plot. Just, oh yeah, just fun bits is all that's been. And again, you can't, you know, that not a Disney movie makes. Right. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the Lego Movie Two trailer. Uh, apparently, the world has become some sort of Mad Max style world. After, I said world twice, didn't I? Awesome. Yeah. After the events of Taco Tuesday at the end of the first film, 
this was pretty funny. I like I like the idea of this like dystopian yeah. world, and then the alien invaders have come in uh, from the Sistar system, which is <laughs> and they all have that really cute like high pitched uh, toddler voice. Mm. Hello. Same thing. Are the now? Here's the thing: Are those the aliens, or are those just the explosives from the ship? Those are the the little heart thing was the explosives. Yeah, yeah. and it like looks up, super cutesy, says hello, and blows the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty fun. Sewer babies. <laughs> Good morning, sewer babies. <laughs> little babies coming out of sewer. Like, uh, <laughs> and just already in this trailer, there were so many little fun references. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've only seen the first one a couple of times, but it was such a fun movie. Hey, we're, uh, I mean, I've seen the first one. I saw it in theaters. Uh, I've seen it a bunch of times since then. My kids love it. I love it. It's really clever way that they did it. Like, contrasting between, like, here's this story, but why is it playing out this way? Well, it's because it's being told by a kid. And the writing is so perfect in that. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that remains the same with this. Uh, it's really hard to tell something like that from the trailer, but if, if I had to guess, yeah. Uh, and we're going to space. We're going to space in this one. I, I, mean, I don't know what's going to go down there, but... And can, can we please bring to attention just already the soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the alien ship comes down, and like, what? is that and uh emma like, is like i don't know but it's got, got a sick beat, beat. <laughs> I, I can't do it <laughs> he starts yeah. beatboxing the actual <laughs> drum beat for intergalactic by beastie boys oh really is that what that is that's that's what that that's, song was that's great yeah. like, that's it's got a it's got a pretty great soundtrack already so uh i think this is good we're in good hands here. oh yeah uh, we had another trailer that uh, I had on the docket, but we've got a lo- like we've got some pretty expansive news stories real quick. So yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and take one second. I'm gonna crack this beer. <laughs> Coors Banquet. Drink like a cobra. <laughs> or for those of you watching, what you take in, Coors Light. Uh, please sponsor us. <laughs> We drink enough of your beer, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, moving on into the news. Oh, uh, one last thing I wanted to say about the Lego movie trailer. Apparently, Nick Offerman is in this thing. He's Ron Swanson from uh, Parks and Rec. I know who Nick yeah. Offerman is. I'm trying to think. Couldn't is tell he? you. Yeah, couldn't tell you whose voice he was playing. I didn't pick anyone out in this trailer. Maybe he wasn't in this trailer. Watch him be the alien. But he, well, his name. Maybe. Maybe. Because it, it, sounded, it was so distorted. It was distorted. It sounded vaguely female, but it could just be him doing like a higher voice or something. Uh, it, it could be a number of different things, but yeah. either way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I, his name popped up in when it was like Chris right. Pratt, you know, everyone else. <laughs> who I should know. <laughs> I just love Chris Pratt. Um, but anyways, moving on from there, uh, first thing in the news we're going to talk about 
Invincible is getting an animated series. The Hollywood Reporter revealed Amazon is ordering an adaptation of Robert Kirkman's Invincible run as a one-hour animated drama series with eight episodes in its first season. THR's report also indicates that the live-action Invincible movie is still on, still active. So when I first heard this, I was like, well, wait a minute. Did they abandon the movie? Could they not get it off the ground? What See, happened? that's what I first oh, thought. we're getting both. We're getting See, two. I'm okay with that. Uh, I, yeah. am, I am beyond okay with that because there's so much that they can work with. Yeah. In eight hours of animated time, they can cover so fucking much of this comic. They can do or like so the little, first three or four arcs, easily. Right yeah. I mean, and then like there, there are certain things that I would just, I'd fucking love to see in that live action movie. Well, and here's here's my hesitance with the whole thing. I absolutely want the adult animated series, one hour drama. Uh, they can do whatever they want, and there's no like. Oh, we don't have the budget to show this scene, or we don't have the budget to do this explosion, or you know, whatever, and they have to right. change things. No, they can do whatever they want. They can do a shot-for-shot adaptation if now, they want. So that means we're going to be getting, I think we're going to get gold there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but with that being said, what does that mean for the movie? Do they have to cut gut a bunch of the story just to make the movie work because they're not sure if they're going to get a sequel? Uh, will the series be so good that it offsets the movie's profits? Like, it, this could be a bad move, having both of these things. I want them both, but I'm more in the camp for the animated series than I am the movie well, at this point. Because I didn't know that was on the table. Yeah. Yeah, I was I mean, all about it, it the It all movie depends on that. how they approach it all. Because, first and foremost, there's going to be, like, so much blood and gore. No. Like if anyone, if any of you are familiar with Invincible, after about five issues, it's gruesome. I mean, even within those first so many issues, like it, it gets pretty gruesome. But and, uh, when Ryan Otley takes over, uh, the first thing I think about it being uh, on a streaming service is that they're going to get to do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah they're not going to be like, held back. I mean, it is Amazon, so maybe they're. They'll oh be a no! Little... I've found some really weird okay, shit on well, Amazon. Yeah, this is the perfect place <laughs> for it to go. Then. So, yeah. I, I'm excited for it. Now, as far as the movie goes, you know, we we've had things that you get your TV show and then your movie. Yeah. Uh, like Serenity and Firefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serenity was kind of a end cap for something that was cut short too soon. Uh, right. But then you have your TV shows, and then the movies kind of tie in here and there. Yeah, and I, I think it's different on every uh, case yeah. by case basis. But I don't, so, I don't think this is going to be a tie in type thing. I don't this think is so. Be two separate things, and one is going to make the other look like shit. Now it well, could go either way. The animated series could turn out to be garbage, and, and the, the movie be gold. Up, but See, honestly, I think it's going to be. The other I, way I think the series is going to stand true because. No matter what they do, if they're only planning one movie, right. then it, it's pointless. Yeah. You yeah, know? and that's what I'm saying, is that like now now that the animated series is on the table, I don't care about the movie. I don't yeah. need the movie. I'd rather just watch the series. Uh, so they may be spinning their wheels on that one, but eh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Out. Who knows? We don't even have a cast or a script or anything <laughs> yet for that. We just have confirmations that 
Which people want. Once we to have that information, we will. I will scrutinize the shit out of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, moving on from that, we've got uh, Disney is back in the news. The whole Fox deal had some developments, and it's actually pretty excited. Uh, just after Disney added cash to its stock offer for 21st Century Fox, uh, raising their offer to a staggering $71.3 billion to compete with Comcast's $65 uh, billion all-cash offer. Fox has reportedly accepted the new proposal, citing its flexibility and, quote-unquote, other enhancements, whatever that means. <laughs> I think, uh, um, I think Bob Iger's may, got a few enhancements for him, Matt. Yeah. That's Disney CEO. Or are we talking, like, all-natural male We're talking about penis. Boob jobs? No, the penis. The the penis. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so he's getting a sex change. <laughs> After this, you and I need to have a long talk about the, the uh, male anatomy. <laughs> and But also, uh, on this past Wednesday, the Walt Disney Corporation uh, won its antitrust approval to buy Fox's key assets following the agreement with the uh, U.S. Social Justice Department. Nope. The U.S. Justice <laughs> Department. <laughs> the U.S. That's Social Justice Warriors. The Social Justice Department is this whole other branch. Uh, they're trying to, they're it's trying new. to get on, on the youth's uh, wavelength today. <laughs> Half the posts against Donald Trump are actually from the U.S. Social Justice Department. So, <laughs> Well... It's how they breed conspiracies. <laughs> this <laughs> social justice department, it goes deep, man. <laughs> Someone's getting them in check. Uh, but anyways, yes, uh, they got the <clears throat> approval for the key assets uh, from the U.S. Social Justice Department that calls for the divisement, uh, the divisement of... Uh, <laughs> Divestment, divestment uh, of twenty-two regional sports networks since Disney owns ESPN. Right. Uh, this gives Disney ninety days from the closing of the deal to sell off the regional sports networks. Uh, the settlement clears a major hurdle for Disney and Fox because this was the big thing standing in their way was getting U.S. approval. But they yeah. do still have to maneuver antitrust deals and laws uh, around the globe before the merger can actually be. Well, yeah, because you can't own two of the same kind of broadcasting networks. Yeah, that's that's been the one. Yeah, big it, it's this meant whole time. to keep Disney from gaining too much power, too much of a mon- uh, monopoly. But you also have to argue, like, doesn't getting Fox's other key assets already give them a majority on that? So they don't have every sports network. That's not what they gave a shit about from the beginning. The only, you know, they could have just made a deal. Be like. Give us Marvel. Give us all of the Marvel properties back. We'll give you this much. See, this is actually ingenious. Because, yeah, they could have saved some money and, like, the deal would have gone through quicker. They're obviously going to keep the Marvel stuff. They're totally going to keep the Marvel stuff. And then they're going to strip toss certain things. They're going to sell off some of these properties. They're going to make a decent amount of money back. They're going to sell off some of these properties. They're going to sell off uh, the sports stuff. Uh, I'm... 
100% certain they went into this deal knowing that they'd have to do that, and that's what they planned for. Yeah. And so now that... I mean, hell, they may already have, like, potential buyers lined up for stuff like that. And now that the sports networks are the only thing that is in this deal that they have to get rid of that was mandated, they can pick and choose whatever they want from all the rest of the properties. Yeah. And keep it all... I was going to say, the only thing that I know of from, like, prior articles and everything... They can't have like the Fox Network. Yeah, no, no. So no. I mean, but wasn't that wasn't part of the negotiations, was it? No, okay. uh, I don't believe so. No, uh, but this does mean that they can make Die Hard. They can make Die Hard Six. Die Die Hard Six. Die Hard. The is new Fox princess. Uh, I really, I really hope Die Hard was a part of this deal. <laughs> I, I don't have any details. Uh, to go in on that, but I do know Fox owns the rights, so hopefully. We'll see. Uh, we'll also see about this new Ninja Turtles reboot. Yeah, they're going back into this. Uh, Variety reports that Paramount has put a third Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie in development, and while Bay is still attached as an executive producer, uh, the report describes the film as a re- reboot rather than a sequel. The screenwriter, Andrew Dodge, has been hired to tackle the new script. Uh, I'm not real sure what he's about. There's just a part in there. So if you know who Andrew Dodge is, maybe this worries you or excites you. I don't know. I am excited. I don't know. Um, I didn't hate the two newest ones. I did hate the second new one. I actually really loved the first one. Like, there were a lot of things in the second one that I appreciated right. more more than I think some other people would because of things I noticed not, like, in the forefront of the movie, but watching, like, the background, one of my favorite parts was uh, when you see, oh, God, I think it was, like, Krang's uh, vault of... Creatures well, he's captured. I'm not gonna say it's it's without its merits. Like, yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't even go so, as far as to say merits. <laughs> it's got little tiny little nuggets of mo- uh, moments, but and where a lot of people like Bebop and Rocksteady, they're nothing like Bebop and Rocksteady. My man. Ugh, consistent <laughs> fucking fart jokes. We get it. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Yeah. No. I'm not. My man. Then you got Casey Jones. I love Stephen Amell. I love him on Arrow. Uh, I think he's a really great person in general until, like, the news story comes out that he molests kittens uh, because that's the world we live in now. Nobody is safe. But he was terrible Casey Jones. Only wears the mask once for, like, two minutes maybe. See... Now that I I attribute that to poor writing. Oh yeah, no 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 no. It's it's ninety percent the writing, <laughs> but it, you know that's where what can you that's do? where your movie is built out. Yeah. Like the actors can only say the lines that they're told to say. Like so in that purpose, Bebop and Roxanne did a great job portraying the shit <laughs> fucking adaptation that was written for them. Uh, Stephen Amell played a great Chris O'Donnell impression, which I assume <laughs> is what they were basing this off of, was the Batman and Robin script. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Krang was like, it was kind of cool, 
But then they did too many zoom-in shots. Okay, yes, you constructed Crane from CG. That doesn't mean we need to see every fucking pixel. Just back the fuck up and put on a decent scene. I liked the I liked some of the fight at the end. That was kind of cool. I don't like how they randomly recast the Shredder and all of a sudden he's not scarred. There's a lot to hate yeah. in that second movie. Which is why I'm kind of excited that they're rebooting. They're not going to go ahead and continue because they probably would have recast the Turtles again. Another thing they did yeah. in the first and the second. Uh, so I'm kind of excited for that, but... I don't, I don't want to see just like, well, let's try the first one again, because you, you got the first one. You did a good job with the first one. I want to see animatronic uh, masks again. I want to see... You want practical. I want practical effects. And it's okay if you layer it with some CG. Like, um, okay, Uncle Plot in uh, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. He's the, the junker on Jakku. Yeah. That was 90% prosthetics and everything. Simon Pegg in this gigantic suit in the middle of the desert. More power to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, and then they layered some CG. Just a little bit of CG to touch it up here, to make an expression there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's do that. Because the technology that nearly killed the actors in the 1990 movie can be so much more critiqued now to where the actors will be safe, the stunt people will be safe, the CG can come in and clean it up a little bit. We could be talking about the best looking, whether it's written like garbage or not, but the (laughs) best looking Ninja Turtles we've ever seen. Like, we could literally believe that those Ninja Turtles exist this time. And I'm still pretty sold on the 90, uh, 90s ones. The animatronic facial expressions are uh, more obvious now. <laughs> yeah. But when I first saw that, I was like, that's the fucking Ninja Turtles. I was like, there they are. They exist. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't convince us otherwise. I don't know. I don't know how they got them to sign on for this movie but, since they, they hide in the shadows. But hey, they, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, they could so easily do that now. Oh, yeah. So easily do that now. Uh, it's just a decision away. And Hollywood's so excited to just give Michael Bay money. I did take a note of what this guy did. I'm sorry. Uh, apparently Andrew Dodge only has bad words. This is his IMDb credits. Bad words, a movie I've never heard of from 2013 starring Jason Bateman. Space Jam 2... Which hasn't even been put in production yet. And this. This Ninja Turtles movie. That is it. Alright. We should be worried. We should be worried. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe I'll watch Bad Words just to see what's (laughs) going on. I saw the the cover. It is Jason Bateman. Like half of Jason Bateman's lower face in the middle of saying fuck. And that's it. Like, the, the bottom lip is, like, bit under the teeth. is like, fuck, is what he's getting ready to do. So, <laughs> so that's all I know. Maybe it's a comedy. <laughs> it's gotta be a comedy. It's gotta have a little comedy. Oh, that's another thing. I hope they bring some drama into this. Like, you know, make it, blend that uh, realism and, and kid fun. Yeah. You know, like they did with the originals and stuff. I want to see... You know what? How about they just put the, the original film back in theaters? <laughs> That's we fine all agree with me. On that? That's fine with me. Yeah, let's do that. Although I hate the ending to that film. Let's just do that. Right into the back of a garbage truck. Yeah. Uh, 
So anti Spoiler alert. So, <laughs> moving on from there, uh, we have some uh, a bit of DC news. Now, this is this is gonna this is gonna throw the show on right. Uh, two big things. Uh, one thing I didn't really care about at first, but now I'm actually pretty excited for after writing all this shit up. I know we're going to talk about the DC streaming service, but uh, DC Comics has announced a new partnership with Walmart to publish a series of monthly 100-page giant comics to be sold exclusively in Walmart retailers. You can still, I can still talk while you do that. Don't give me that finger. Uh, all four DC giant series will carry a cover price of $4.99 and should be available in Walmart stores uh, by July 1st. So I thought what would be cool was we would take a look at uh, the synopsis for each of these because they had the synopsis available to tell us what we can expect from the uh, first few issues of all four of these different series and uh, see what we think about them by the time we're done. Go for it. Or you could, just, you could hold it away from the microphones and then... Let me continue to talk. That works too. Four ninety nine is a really good price for an eighty page comic. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in there. Uh, first one we're going to take a look at is uh, Superman Giant. Uh, the series' first original story is a two part tale called Endurance from writer Jimmy Palamati and artist Torn Derenick. Uh, this story involves Clark Kent investigating a story in Tornado Alley only for his alter ego to come to the rescue while another tornado strikes. That's pretty interesting. A little interesting thing there. Clark Kent is investigating something, and then his alter ego Superman shows up? The fuck? So I can get a, uh, you know, little now, intrigue there. I was say, now is that like he has to become Superman to save the day and people start asking questions? I don't know. Or is that I, like he's reporting the story and, oh, hey, there's Superman too? I... I I'm hoping it's the secondary one. It's Clark Kent. He goes and he's like, I'm going to look into this shit. And Superman shows up. And he's like, the fuck? I'm Superman. What, what the hell? And he, goes, he flies up. He's like, you're not Superman. I'm Superman. He's like, I'm Superman. You're not Superman. I really hope that's not a page in there. <laughs> I won't pick up another issue. It's bad writing. Uh uh, following that, Superman Giant number three will be a twelve-part storyline from. Uh, we'll start a, a, a twelve-part storyline from Tom King, the current writer of Batman, who's been doing a great job, and uh, Andy, Andy oh. Kubert. Yeah, so nice. we got a, a bit of a powerhouse team there. And that story is called "Up in the Sky," which sends Superman on an interstellar journey to track down a kidnapped child. So that's pretty interesting. Hmm. Uh, the first issue is also going to feature reprints of Terrifics number one, Green Lantern, the 2005 run number one, and Superman Batman number one. So it, it looks like it's going to contain some original stories. Uh, it's going to contain, uh, it's going to have some like, decent names on there, and it's going to give you a taste of what else is out there in the DC universe. So that's pretty cool. cool. Off to a good start with that. Uh, next up, Batman Giant. The first two issues of Batman Giant will feature a story called One More Chance from writer Jimmy Palamati and the artist uh, Patrick Zercher. Let's go with that. Uh, this story features Batman following a case back to an important place from his past. So, okay. Uh, 
that's that's just vague. vague enough to get you interested. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, what about? Is it something we know about Batman's past? Is it because they've been doing a lot of that like reveal of some of Batman's smaller adventures later? That was basically uh, well, I, this wasn't necessarily a small adventure, but that's basically what the War of Jokes and Riddles was. Yeah, was him recanting a pretty fucked up tale from back during uh, his zero year. I yeah. think this was supposed to be during Zero Year that this happened, but yeah, uh, so that yeah, big enough to get me involved. Uh, Batman Giant Number Three kicks off Universe from Brian Michael Bendis. All right, Brian Michael Bendis is what this is his second Batman story, right? He's had he had one way back in the day, I think. Did he? I'm pretty sure. I don't remember Bendis ever being on any DC books until now. I feel like I saw something about that when the news that he was coming over to DC first hit. Uh, yeah, so go ahead. I keep forgetting. Are you going to look into this? Yeah, yeah I, I right. keep forgetting that we have the internet we at have our fingertips at all times. Uh, yeah, uh, just trying to keep it away from the mic just in case. Uh but yeah, okay, yeah, look into that while I continue this. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be from Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Nick Darrington uh, drawing the story. This story features a new encounter between Batman and the Riddler, one that quickly grows into a globe-trotting investigation. So that sounds like fun. With Bendis behind the wheel of a story like that, I, I it's only going to be epic. I mean, I get a little wary when I hear something like that because... I, okay, I enjoyed this last uh, run of All Star Batman that I read, and it was kind of one, like that was kind of how it was presented. Yeah, it was like kind a, of a globe trotting kind of. Yeah. But then I was just kind of put off by the art and never finished it. Well, and I'm not familiar with Nick Darrington's art. It's likely I've read a story that he's drawn and I just didn't notice the name or anything, or it's just not ringing a bell right now. But I'm hoping you know they'll keep one artist for this instead of, like, 18 throughout Probably the course not. of 12 issues. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, like That's the other thing. thing. Like, with, with these giants, are we going to stay consistent with our artists? Uh, I well, really I think like it's going to so. change per story because, obviously, like we've said, uh, with the first issue of both of these, it's Jimmy Palamati and, uh, and someone else with him on each of them. Uh, and then it switches over to a different team for the next story, starting in issue three. So I feel like it's an arc by arc basis. So, so we'll long see. as it's like that, that's fine. Sure, uh, I don't mind because these are Walmart exclusive hundred hundred page giants. So I'm not looking for like my next <laughs> monthly pull here. So. <laughs> Go to the shop and be like. Yeah, can you guys pull the Walmart books for me? <laughs> can you guys go to Walmart and pull those books for me? <laughs> so that, you know, I don't have to? Right. Bat- Batman Giant number one will also feature reprints of Batman 608, which I believe kicks off the uh, Hush story arc, I think. Hmm. Pretty sure. I know it's the one with the epic cover. So, was that Thunder? I think so. Uh-oh. Damn. Uh, it's also going to have Nightwing, the 2011 run, number one, and Harley Quinn, the 2013 run, number one. Hmm. So, pretty, and, pretty good dip into his world there. Yes. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis wrote Batman Chronicles number 21, Nailed Citizen it. Wayne. Yes. Nailed it. Knew it. I'm the smartest comic book fan alive. Suck it, Odal. 
Alpha, spec'd that. I don't know. That didn't work. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see who's the ultimate with a game of Trivial Pursuit. Maybe. If we get through this. <laughs> Probably not. Justice <laughs> League America. Uh, Justice League of America, rather. Giant number one is next. Uh, the original stories in this series will be Wonder Woman-centric. Uh, Issue number one features The Conversation. The Conversion. Uh, the Conversion? Ah, oh, shit. I'm so good at reading my script. <laughs> From writer Tim Seeley and artist uh, okay. Rick Lenardi and Brian uh, Bucciolato. Bucciolato. As Ares attempts to recruit Diana. Now, that's all I'll, they gave on that. I will probably read that because Tim Seeley worked on this... Uh, the newest run of Nightwing, he okay. wrote the first, like, I all the way up through Metal. I, I believe you're pretty happy with that so far. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently Ares is going to try and recruit Diana for what we don't know yet, but maybe just to be one of his minions. Sounds a little uninspired of a story. Uh, you know, like you were saying with the globetrotting thing, like, you're you're weary of it. This is the kind of thing where I'm like, didn't she already beat him? Isn't she already the God of War? Like, what happened to that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Issue 2 will feature Seeley working with artist uh, Felipe Watanabe. Oh, I think I got it that time. You did? Yeah, there we go. And uh, Chris Sotomayor uh, for Mother's Day as Diana returns to Paradise Island only to find her fellow Amazons kidnapped by Encinda. Nope. Echidna. Echidna. Issue number three begins a 12-part story from Amanda Connor and Jim uh, Palamani called Come Back to Me, which features Diana traveling to a strange, time-displaced island to rescue Steve Trevor. That sounds pretty interesting, although I'm not a fan of that team because of what happened with Harley Quinn. Like, that, that team got really... Really weary. With me. Like, uh, I canceled it eventually. Like I was like, nah, thanks. So yeah, um, eh, I'm barely interested in this. Uh, not that I don't want Wonder Woman stories, but well, it sounds like this isn't Justice League of America. I was going to say like Wonder Woman giant. It sounds very like very Wonder Woman centric, like. This isn't a Justice League story. Oh, no. That first one and the third one are absolutely, totally fucking Diana. Like, how how do you make those about the Justice League? The second one maybe could involve the Justice League. Yeah, but I don't know. And and this isn't stupid from any kind of dislike or anything like that for Wonder Woman. But it's like, why not? Why they didn't make... Now, are they going to have a Wonder Woman giant? No. No, that is not on the... In fact, there's only one more of these for us to go through. Uh, yeah, it makes Weird. you wonder why they didn't do Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, then Justice, Justice League. League. Uh, instead of adding this one, which I... Uh, the next one, which I assume is just a uh, cash grab for kids, but we'll get there uh, in just a moment. Oh, uh, Justice League of America Giant Number 1 will also feature reprints of the 2011 Justice League series Number 1, the Flash 2011 Number 1, and Aquaman 2011 now, number one. All those would be uh, New 52, yeah, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Then the final one, uh, the Cash Grab for Kids, Teen Titans Giant is the, the last one they... Okay, there, there's a keyword missing from there that makes me a lot more okay with that. Okay. 
Okay. We're going to take a look at these covers here, here in just a moment, too, and uh, see what we're working with. Uh, but the first six issues of this series will feature a new story from writer Dan Jurgens and artist Scott Eaton, uh, Wayne Faucher, and Jim... Okay, you cannot blame me for this one. Carol Ampetus. What? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> or Charles Ampetus. Yeah. One or the other. One of those things he said. Uh, with the organization <laughs> Hive joining forces with a new villain named the Disruptor to destroy the Titans. Uh, it'll also feature Teen Titans, uh, or I'm sorry, rather reprints of Super Sons number one, Sideways number one, really trying to push that book. And Teen Titans 2003 run number one. So... I think I have a copy of Sideways number one laying around somewhere that I got. What the fuck? What just happened? So, you guys can't see this, but he has his script in... uh, Okay, down, down at the bottom. No, 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 no. Down at the bottom. Nope, 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 nope. No, I know. I'm trying to move the mouse, and that's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Just, you keep talking to them real quick. Keep talking about what you, what you can't see is somehow Vinny has increased the text on his Word document to 300%. Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened. It, like, synced in to... <laughs> my work document here. It was like, no, nah, I'm not letting go, man. So, okay, anyways, let's go ahead and take a look at these covers real quick. Um, first up, we got the 100-page... That is Jim giant. Lee, isn't it? Uh, that is, that, that is a Jim Lee that Superman. That looks Jim Lee. That looks Jim Lee, although his name has not been mentioned as part of the book yet or anything, so I doubt he came in and did a special cover. They probably just copy-paste Photoshop Probably. Job. Next one we have here, Batman number one. That That's one's definitely Jim Lee. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that is one of the six hundred eight covers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> really cheaping out on covers. Here. Yep. Um, uh-huh. We've got Justice League of America, which That's prominently a cover uh, uh, prominently features the Justice League, although we won't be seeing them <laughs> in the issue. Uh, yeah, and it even advertises plus, plus Batman, Superman. Uh, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. Now, you're only going to see the others in the reprints. It's it's like a small footer on the page. Plus, a brand new story featuring Wonder Woman. I think you mean mostly a brand new story featuring Wonder Woman. (laughs) Wonder Woman of America. And then this is why it's weird. because, And this is, uh, I'm questioning whether these are in continuity because of this. Uh, This Teen Titans cover features... Wonder Girl, Kid Flash, uh, Wally West Kid Flash, yeah. Tim Drake, or uh, Dick Grayson Robin, and now, Connor. Is that Dick or is that Tim? That might because be Because that's uh, Jeff Johns era Teen okay, Titans. Okay, that, right that's probably Tim. That's Tim Drake Robin, still, with Tim, uh, Tim being Red Robin offsetting. Yeah, uh, and then Connor Kent, who hasn't even been reintroduced into continuity. Yeah. Now, haven't they... They've been teasing at it? They've or? been talking about it. His name has been mentioned once or twice. But yeah, he has not come back into continuity yet. And uh, yeah, it, it, it features the original Teen Titans lineup. So I don't think these are going to be in continuity. And if they are, they're going to be in like, these are the old days. Well, I was going to say, even up at the, up at the top, the... 
The lineup, Starfire, Robin, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, Beast Boy, and Superboy. Yeah. But the thing is, what they're showing us is a Dick Grayson Robin with a Tim Drake Robin Oh my Robin god, the that cover. is, there are two different Robins there, on this there's cover. No, there's no Starfire. <laughs> like, there's no Beast Boy. Is, yeah, what are they doing here? Aside from, the, well, I'm sure they'll be in the issue. Yeah. Uh, unlike but, the Justice League issue, which is only it's going like, to have Wonder Woman, even though it's Superman like they're just around. like swiping covers and putting names on. Yeah. It. Just be like, hey, look at this. You know one of these names. Buy it. Well, and then they've got Rebirth Era Superman on the front here, but then they've got New uh, New Fifty Two Superman up in the advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, let's just find good pictures and put them here. God damn, Walmart! I, I'm just glad and that so many like, stories are going to be headed up by well, legitimate writers. Yeah, like, I, I can trust the people involved the, with the story. The covers make you just want to set fire to it. So if you but are knowing com- the names, yeah, if you are a comic book fan, these covers are going are probably going to put you off, especially if you're reading current continuity. But just rest assured, the insides of these issues are going to be quality because you're getting good reprints. Those those are stories you want to read if you haven't read anyways. I yeah. didn't hear a single reprint in there that was not worth somebody's time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you're also getting quality writers, quality artists, as far as I know. Some of the names I'm not familiar with. Uh, so you're getting a quality product just wrapped in a turd package. <laughs> That's going to make you question it. And I mean, like, I mean, if this were the 90s, those covers would look great. But, I was going to say, I yeah. mean, but the thing is, these look more like magazine covers than yeah. they do. Even like the old Batman 80-page giant, stuff like that. Right weren't quite like this. No, no, no. This is this is way too pop art type. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean pop vinyl. Pop art used to mean something different. Yeah. <laughs> God, um, God damn millennials. What's, what, what's our next topic? Our though? next topic I is the DC go... streaming service. <clears throat> Okay, um, I'm uh I'm gonna let you start on this while I go and you roll my read window up. On up. This one, right? Yeah, I, I've okay. read up on the on it. I'm I'm really excited for all of the shows. Yeah, yeah all yeah. of them, and obviously more so a couple than the others. But I'm gonna go roll my windows up because okay. there's a lot of thunder out there. Yeah, and one of your windows is totally cracked. Yes, I noticed that. So, alright, Alpha Spectre will be back in just a moment, but while he's gone, we're going to go ahead and talk about the DC Universe streaming service, because they had a lot of details drop recently. So I'm going to go ahead and read off of here what I pretty much copy and pasted from the website onto my script, because I'm a good journalist type person. Thing. I'm not. I'm not a journalist at all. (laughs) That is... Probably offensive to people who consider themselves journalists. But uh, the DC Universe is a first-of-its-kind digital subscription service that gives fans access to exclusive content and experiences not available anywhere else. With your membership, fans will enjoy all new original live-action and animated series, classic TV series and films, a curated section of digital comic books that's right, people, you're going to be able to read digital comic books on this thing, uh, breaking news, an expansive DC-centric encyclopedia, and access to exclusive merchandise. Additional fan features include uh, opportunities to connect with others in the DC community, 
earn premium rewards, and participate in, in sweepstakes and contests just for being a subscriber. So you're going to get to win free shit by watching this fucking thing, by using this thing. Just just because you're like, hey, take however much money this is a month because they still haven't announced it, <laughs> which is a little frustrating. But just for that, you're going to win free shit. Probably a whole lot of, like, stick-on tattoos. And those are cool. I like them. But uh, the trailer for this thing shows off a variety of DC uh, shows and movies, including Tim Burton's Batman films, the Christopher Reeve Superman films, uh, the five exclusive shows, which are Titans, Doom Patrol, Young Justice, Outsiders, uh, which is the third season of that series, canceled years ago, uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series, and Swamp Thing. It also featured Wonder Woman 77 series, a variety of animated films like Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, Gotham by Gaslight, Throne of Atlantis, uh, animated shows like Batman the Animated Series, the Justice League Animated Series, and the classic Superman serials, and just so much more was involved in this thing. It really does seem like it's going to be some sort of very exclusive uh, streaming service. You, you, you don't get stuff like this from Hulu. Hulu, you go, you watch movies, you watch TV. Netflix, you go and you watch movies, you watch TV. Amazon, you can buy shit and watch movies and TV. But this is like everything DC. Everything you want from DC is gonna be here. And we, we still don't have like a full laundry list that this is everything on launch. Uh, there was so much more in the trailer than what I wrote into this. So there's still so much more to experience and learn about. And I'm sure that's not even everything. That's, and if it is everything, I'm sure it's just launch stuff. And with that, there's still so much to watch in there right from launch. So I'm pretty excited for this. I'm pretty excited for these original series. They actually did show off. A new picture of Robin, which I probably should have prepped here. Did you see that? I saw that, like, you were talking, like, the battle-weary Yeah, yeah, Robin, the full like, body. Full body. Yeah. Like, there's blood and dirt and shit on his face, yeah, on his yeah, costume. Yeah. Looks very oh. Nolan, Christopher Nolan Batman-inspired. Because uh, it looks like that Robin could plug right into those movies. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. Easily. So, it... That looks really good. We Of course, we don't have any trailers or anything like that for any of these series yet, but we uh, we are expected to get something Swamp Thing during Comic-Con. I feel like that got announced. Yeah, something well, Swamp Thing is coming. Uh, we have a synopsis for Swamp Thing. Well, we have a synopsis. But, but no, no images. Yeah, yeah. No, like I'm, It's probably just going to be images, but something is coming to Comic-Con. I'm I was going to sure. say the... As far as I know, the only thing we have any kind of image for is Titans right now, right? Yeah, just Titans. Oh uh, no, no, no. We've got uh, we got some uh, images from Young Justice as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. we've gotten some Young Justice. Which I mean, get, getting a static shot. I'm excited. Yeah. They're finally doing something with static. Yeah, right. Blue Beetle in there. I was gonna say, uh, well, Blue Beetle was part of season two. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that with that they're bringing in the Outsiders mm -hmm. opens up another huge roster. Oh, yeah. So season yeah, three is going to be huge. I see them moving forward with more because of this. Oh, this is going to be hugely popular. A lot of people are going to be tuning in. Like, Harley Quinn animated series. I'm like, eh, 
okay, whatever. I know they're probably going to base it like off the comics uh, as they are now, so she'll so, probably be in Coney Island doing all that shit. But yeah. So let me ask you this: What are some some series like some other things outside of Smallville? Because we all want Smallville to be put well, on there at some point. Well, what else DC related do you want to see put on there? Well, and and I'm sure a lot of stuff is trapped in like litigation, like contract talks and shit like that. Yeah. Because I, I thought it was weird that they didn't announce that the CW shows are going to be on there. Yeah. They didn't announce it. They didn't show anything in the trailer from so them. So I just wonder, are, are they keeping those like on CWC, the it Netflix? Could, it could be because of the Netflix agreement. Because I, I don't say, think it, it has anything to do with CW. Well, yeah. I, I'd say once they're... Cause, uh, you know there has to be a contract with Netflix. Yeah. Once that contract is up, they'll probably pull the shows from there and put them over on theirs. And, that, and and even while they're doing that, they could release them episode to episode. Something Netflix doesn't do. Ne- yeah. Netflix waits like what three months after the season ends uh, and then not anymore. Oh yeah. Uh, now no, it's right. the next day. Yeah, you're right because I did notice that the uh, new seasons as soon as they ended, Everything they went right is up. now on there. I might so... just stop watching them live and just. Yeah, but then I'm part of the problem. That's how shows get canceled. Yeah. Uh, that's, so, and like, yeah that's, no, I'm going to keep watching. Because I was watching them all on the CWC app, which still counts towards their their viewings. Mm-hmm. But from where I got so far behind, it got to the point to where I had missed a couple episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought it was weird they didn't have that. Uh, some other stuff I want to see on here. I want to see all the animated series on here. They've got Batman. They've they've announced Batman. They they showed the Justice League series in the trailer. They haven't talked about any of the others, but I'm sure they're going to be up there as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I I want the DCEU films up on there. I I can see those. Even though I just there. ordered Wonder Woman, so I don't like. <laughs> like There's the one I want. I have Man of Steel, so uh, I don't know, man. What do you want to see on this? To be perfectly honest. Like, my biggest one that I want to see on there... And get, they haven't announced it. Uh, get Young Justice 1 and 2 on there, which I think is going to be a I given believe, because yeah, of that's Season be 3. Yeah. I want Smallville. Because, like, I want to be able to go and watch all of it all the way through. Because yeah. I haven't seen the entirety of the series. I love I it. I have watched seen the first all the way through twice. two or three seasons. And then just, like, hit and miss episodes. Yeah. Um, Which you, like, especially after, like, the third season, you really can't do that with that show. Like, you can't yeah. get random episodes because you're going to be lost. Uh, I I think the feature that they, they described in this that I'm actually really excited for, because we already knew we were getting the shows and the TVs. That was a given. I was already excited enough for that. But the thing I'm really excited about, digital comics. Yeah, uh, like I didn't know that was going to be a part of it, right? So, uh, and and to know that it's going to be like, it's not going to be a here's a bunch of comics and that's all we're ever going to put on here. It's a revolving, or like not revolving, it's a, but it's, it's always curated. changing every month. Yeah, it's curated. Like they they had people sit down and pick like this is something you need to read. Hey guys, this is a good comic. It's not going to be like, hey, here's like. Superman saves the animals. That really weird comic with the kid. Who... 
Oh my murdering god. Kittens oh my god. All no. throughout the episode or issue. I want some kind of digital reading service to be able to get all those Ninja Turtle books and everything from when we were kids. Like the great big like magazine sized yeah. ones. Like I want to be able to find all of those. If any if any of you guys have those from when you were a kid or anything, let me know cuz down in the comments below. Uh, I want those. And they talked about there's going to be the DC community, so I believe there it's like a forum type thing. Yeah. Eh. Like I might get involved. I don't care. But <laughs> we can whore ourselves out there if it if it means establishing the podcast on the DC community. Sure. But <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine us trying to get in contact with them and be like, hey, can we uh, get some interviews with you guys for our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think something you'll be pretty excited about because you shop much more than I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is the the DC shop with exclusive collectibles yeah. you can't get anywhere else? Nightwing See, shit galore is going to be in your fucking uh, cart. Okay, so I have a few things that I have to put money back for and like pay up and all that when I get my income like taxes back. Like the DC back. streaming service. Uh, but... If I have a few thousand extra dollars left, then... Right, right. <laughs> you don't need the car. I don't Just sell it. Get some DC yeah. shit. I mean, I'm probably, hopefully, going to sell my car soon anyway if I get some good news there tomorrow. Go. But whatever. Isn't whatever. that you've got cancer? Maybe. That is good news. That is good news. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I got... I got... Dark, dark. Like, it was a dark joke about a dark topic. Dark, and it's dark. dark outside. Yeah, now. it's starting to get dark already. Jesus. Uh, we picked a great day to do this. Okay, so let's talk real quick about the one thing that everyone else is talking about. The price point. What are you thinking here? Because when it was just TV and movies, I, I was like... If it's more than ten bucks, they're overcharging. Honestly, with, with everything they're offering... Now the only thing you if you have to have the streaming service to gain access to the exclusive things in the shop, okay, you know if that's how they want. Uh, yeah, do I it. think that's but, how they're going about it. You know, they they can't overcharge in that shop though. Would be would be the big thing. So I can see this being probably a fifteen dollars service. Right. If yeah. you're gonna have like all of this stuff plus like exclusive shows, new shit coming on there, things that people know and love from years past, mm. the shop, the community, the comics, and well, all that. Comicsology Unlimited is $10 a month, and that contains a lot of fucking comics a month. Right. Marvel Unlimited is 10 bucks a month. And and mm. it makes sense that they would they would cram all this other stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, and I... Because... It only became apparent after this; these details came out that all they have is DC stuff to work. This is the DC streaming service. Yeah, it's not an endless supply, which is why, no. I, which is why so, I'm not surprised I that mean, there's a yeah. lot of stuff missing from launch. Well, that and you know, thinking about that as well, it also makes sense. To bring in the comic aspect of it. Right. And even, like, I can even see them making, like, exclusive digital comics for the DC Universe streaming service. Okay. I can see them doing that. As long as they put Um, effort into them. Because if I want, I'm not going to want to watch something like, look, there's a new artist doing, like, a non-canon story. I don't care. 
But, <laughs> and there again, like, this could be their opportunity to revive some of their dead shows, like Constantine. Right, right. You know? Well, they, they've been keeping him alive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as far as like, him having, having his support. own show. Yeah, he's hanging on you know, to other shit. This could be their thing, because uh, Lucifer just got picked up by Netflix. Netflix, Netflix okay. saved him. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you see streaming Which services. I'm surprised. Since they had this streaming service coming <laughs> right. out, I'm surprised they didn't swoop in and go like, "Well, it's going to be on the streaming service." It just it seems like a maybe, missed opportunity. Maybe Vertigo properties aren't really going to be a part of the DC Universe streaming service. If they if they that's have a already, bad move, though. I it think is that's a bad step because I mean, think of what all's contained in Vertigo. Yeah. You know, there's a lot there that people would love to see brought to the screen. Right. You know, that that never has been, like Sandman. That would be a bad move, and, and I don't think one that they would make, because DC ha- has been doing really well business-wise. Like, they're very smart well, yeah. business-wise. Like, take the DCEU films for what... They are, sure, but also recognize that that's a lot more Warner Brothers than it is yeah. DC. Yeah. So... I mean, there's a, there's such... There's less involvement from the DC side of things than we ever thought. Right. See, because like if, if Jeff Johns really had that huge of a hand in it, we would have gotten so much, much better shit. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and excuse any background noise right now. Apparently, we're in the center of, like, fucking... The storm of Portsmouth right now. This is Hurricane Hurricane Heroin. Hurricane Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, here in Southern Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. Portsmouth, Ohio. And, storm uh, commentary coming later this evening. You can't get offended by our comments about our hometown because there there have been studies done. That we live here. If you're watching, you probably live you around hear, here. You hear about heroin a lot. We're, we're A&E famous for heroin. Which is why we do heroin on this podcast. Right? Let's... No, gotta, that's, that's too far. You gotta show the kids somehow. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's too far. That was too far. No. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, don't do drugs. We went from three to one right after I said that. Oh, you brought the Budweiser Red Lager, huh? Just one. I gotta, I gotta start buying that too. Since it looks like it's here to stay, for now, at least, in, at least until after the uh, the Fourth of July season. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to start stock up on it. Mix it up because that shit's really good, and right. that's what this podcast is about. Really good, really beer. good beer. Yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and move on from there, because there's a ton of news that comes out every two weeks in between us doing these, right. and unfortunately, we don't have the time to talk about literally every single story, so, in order to combat that, it's time for the news, the phone booth news. That's right, everyone, it's time for the phone booth news, where we try to give you the news faster than death, who can save the day, which gives us three minutes and 45 seconds, according to the first teaser trailer for Deadpool 2. So, just to give you a little backstory on why it's like that. Because uh, we never explain that anymore. And I feel like that's an oversight. Yeah, we should probably explain that. Because we were like, why such a specific amount of time? People who saw the teaser get the reference. I hope. Right, and go. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Damn. 
<laughs> Alrighty, let me get my cursor in the right space. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> well, hold on. Almost threw up. <laughs> yes. Okay, go. In video game news, Bandai Namco producer Kojima Nakajima told Game Informer not everyone is suited for fighting, but might have a part in the story, meaning all characters will not be playable in the upcoming Shonen Jump game. Uh, I wrote that improperly. Trading is finally available on Pokemon Go for players level 10 and up and includes friendship levels that grant bonuses. In comics news, Dark Horse Comics announced they're releasing a four-part Stranger Things prequel miniseries this fall with more to follow. Image Comics is the Max, now owned by IDW Publishing, is returning to comics this September in a five-issue crossover miniseries titled Batman The Max Arkham Dreams with Max co-creator Sam Keith working on the title. On Instagram, DC Comics revealed a sketch of Superman 4 villain, uh, the Quest for Peace villain, Nuclear Man, who will be making his comics debut in Superman 2, written by Brian Michael Bendis. In TV news, TV Line reported that John Barenthal will reprise his role as Shane on one episode of The Walking Dead's ninth season. Netflix has saved the series Lucifer from its recent cancellation. The show will return on the platform with ten episodes in a fourth season. According to Deadline, Oscar winner Jeremy Irons has been tapped to for the lead role in the pilot episode of Damon Lindoff's HBO Watchmen series. No shit! Alex Kurtzman, producer's company, uh, Alex Kurtzman's <laughs> production company, Secret Hideout, reportedly signed a five-year, $25 million deal with CBS Television Studios to create a myriad of Star Trek content, including a Star Fleet Academy series, a limited series based around the Wrath of Khan storyline, a second limited series that is yet to be disclosed, but this, theori- uh, this is theorized to be about Captain Picard, and an animated series. Don Mancini, the creator of the Chucky franchise, revealed on Twitter that a Child's Play series is coming, but revealed nothing else. Mm. Halo is also coming to the world of television with Showtime according to a uh, ordering a 10-episode scripted drama based on the game series. Nice. And Kevin Smith revealed on Twitter that after 96 episodes, sadly, AMC has decided not to renew Comic Book Man for an eighth season. Bullshit. In movie news, according to Deadline, Dr. Eggman in the live-action CGI film mixed film will be played by Jim Carrey, who intends to perform the role without any additional yes! effects, despite reports that future Star Wars anthology films were on indefinite hold. Unidentified Lucasfilm sources told ABC the report is inaccurate, but that their strategy is being readjusted. Okay. Fathom Events and Toei Animation are teaming up to bring three remastered Dragon Ball Z films. The first, Broly movie, Bardock, Father of Goku, and Fusion Reborn, all with English dubs, to select cinemas this fall. Nice. Tom Holland revealed on Instagram that what would later be confirmed and that the title of the next Spidey film is Spider-Man, Far From Home. Okay. And to further the Spider-Man-themed hero movie news... <laughs> to long, that's ominous. Deadline reports Silk is in early development at Sony Pictures with producer Amy Pascal. Pascal. Uh, Sony also announced that Jared Leto has been signed to star as Morbius, the living vampire in the planned live-action film. In other news, former, er, former Toys R Us CEO Jerry Storch has reportedly been meeting with potential investors to reboot the famous, famous fucking retail chain 
Though Dan, details are scarce due to the privacy of the meetings. God damn it. Four minutes and... <laughs> let's say, I'm going to take a guess. Four minutes and 20 seconds. Well, well so, so you're going all 420 on us. <laughs> Four minutes, 20 seconds. You're wrong. I'm wrong. You missed it by eight seconds. Fuck. Four minutes, 12 seconds? No. Uh, okay. My, no, no. You missed the... the, the Oh, Mark, I was over by eight seconds. Ah, wow, that's better than the last time at least. Huh? So, like, there there are a few things in there that I'm Fuck. like, I'm excited about. Uh, I fucked you up did. so much. Like, you tripped over it's yourself time. more there than I've heard you do in a while. Well, here's looking forward to episode 51. <laughs> you mean 50? Uh, 50 is going to be our Ant-Man and the Wasp review. My Ant-Man and the Wasp review, because you fuckers don't do this when shit. When does that come out? Not. It comes out this coming Friday. I might be able to go see that. Okay. I'm on maybe vacation. It, maybe, maybe you'll fucking do the review with me. Who knows? No other announcements will be made at this time. <laughs> uh, and I've lost my mouse again. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Christ. All right, guys. So that was all the news that was fit to print. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our comic book review this was chosen by Odell. He, uh, he graciously suggested Venom number one through three, knowing my hectic uh, work schedule and that I'd have to cram it into my morning this, this well, Sunday. It's starting to heat up because it's, uh, it's Donny Cates, first of all, yep, which, yep, yep. in case you guys are fans of God Country, that just got teased and revealed the second arc is coming uh, okay. from Donny cool. Cates himself. He, he put a picture up on his Twitter. Awesome. Uh, awesome. That get is so vague, but if you are a fan <laughs> of the series, you know what it means. Fair enough. Uh, so, Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman uh, does the art. A little bit of a, a personal plug. You want to hear an interview with Donny Cates? I got with him. This motherfucker got back at our uh, LCTC 2018 yeah. episode. Hell of a nice guy. And that's that's yeah, what got yeah. me looking into some more of his stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did this the last run on Thanos, which got mm. real big because of the Cosmic Ghost I Rider. I was so surprised how popular the Thanos individual run went. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it was good. Before he took over, and then he took it to the next level. Yeah. Uh, he's got some independent stuff that's really good. Uh, he does a lot of darker writing. So it, it kind of makes sense for him to get on right. Venom. And uh, we actually got to talk a little bit about that during our Lexington interview. Uh, so go listen to that. Go check out these books. You won't be disappointed. It's only three issues in so far. Right. Uh, right now, issue three is getting a little hard to find because of what's in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about that So, jump on now. I mean, but, it's... Uh, we've got ink coming from J.P. Oh, yeah. Meyer. We, we never finished the credits. Uh, I <laughs> is that color art or is that supposed to be cover art? That's color art. Okay. Color art by Frank Martin and lettering by VCs Clayton Cowles. Which is how he's credited in the book. VCs, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, guys, just to give you a little idea what story we're working with here. In the wake of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s collapse, an ancient and primordial evil has been awakened beneath the streets of New York. And with it, something equally evil has awakened. In that most wicked of web-slingers, Venom. Still a lethal protector of the innocents in New York, this never-before-seen threat 
could force Venom to relinquish everything he holds dear, including Eddie Brock. So, pretty interesting premise right there. It is. Uh, because uh, they're talking about separating those two. Nothing new. I right. <laughs> now that I'm saying it, I'm like, I mean, actually... That happens all the time. Yeah, like, everyone is out to get the symbiote away from who it's with right. for their own personal gain or whatever. Uh, it's not quite personal gain this time. No, 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 no. Uh, in fact, so, uh, what the book picks up, Eddie, Eddie is in hiding. Yeah, uh, he, uh, because Eddie gets... And, and see, this is, this is where I'm a little foggy because okay. I didn't quite get caught up on the last run of Venom that was going on when he yeah. went to some random guy I'm completely and then lost. went back to Eddie Brock and uh, issue 150. Yeah. With that uh, being said, it does, it gives you enough context clues yeah. to put together like, okay, S.H.I.E.L.D. has fallen. Okay, the Venom uh, symbiote's starting to lose its mind and he has no idea what's going on. Right. Okay, these people are here for this reason. So on and so forth. And it's like, like one of the prevalent things in this series so far is he he's taking a, a blocker hmm. to uh, to prevent uh, communication, like mental communication with he's the symbiote. He's taking antipsychotics. Yeah. yeah. And, and that kind of like shuts out the symbiote's voice. Right. But what's happening is with the, this ancient evil coming in, uh, symbiotes have been around for a lot longer than... Millions of years, yeah. according to and, uh, the the villain of this, Null, the yeah. Lord of the Abyss, the god of the symbiotes. Yeah, like they in, in issue three, uh, this last issue, it just came out last week. Yeah. It introduces a brand new villain. Like, it reveals who this guy is. I mean, shit. What, like, villain is too small for this I mean, guy. In a, one issue, A I'm celestial like, being, essentially. In just that one issue, I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna beat this guy? Like, how's Venom gonna beat this guy? Yeah. Because he controls all symbiotes. And, and <laughs> that's the thing. Because... But one of the cool things is about this book is... It's it's branching out from the first issue. Mm. Uh, there there's a tie-in book coming because of what happens, I believe, in the first issue. You find out that the symbiotes were used as essentially weaponized body armor in yeah. Vietnam. They oh did they say <clears throat> Vietnam? Cause yeah. I, I, I missed that. I like because the whole time I'm like, why are they being so vague about this war? <laughs> no, it, it was it was Vietnam. And there's going to be a one-shot kind of tie-in, but it's called Venom. Which, (laughs) everyone is giving it so much shit because of the name. And I I understand that. But at the same time, like, if you read this series, it kind of makes you excited for the story. I'm interested enough just from what I've read in this, because I did enjoy these books. You're interested to know, like, what that story is. Yeah, because I thought it was pretty cool. When he shows them the photo, and they've all got these, like, varying different degrees of venomization. Yeah. Yeah. And, And it's like, you... Through through the course of the season, like the fight with uh, Miles Morales, mm. that was really cool. Kind of interesting, the, out of nowhere, because uh, I, like I didn't see it coming because I hadn't seen the cover of issue three yet. Right. So yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, they got him involved, which 
also leads me to believe they're obviously not afraid to bring other characters in, other yeah. Spider-Man-centric things. What about Anti-Venom? That's actually Anti-Venom been was discussed. man-made, right? Well, it's like a hybrid. Anti-Venom was made... Like, it's not technically man-made, uh, because But it's once, not from well, the symbiote planet. No, it's, no yeah. it's not from the planet. So, a little bit of backstory on Anti-Venom, because I think that's something that's going to be coming into play. Yeah. Anti-Venom was created because a, just a small enough amount... Because the Venom symbiote bonds with your DNA. Right, 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 right. So, there's still, regardless of whether you have the symbiote or not, like the full suit, whatever... It's always a part of you. When, uh, I think it was Flash Thompson. No, no, it wasn't Flash Thompson. It was Eddie Brock. Uh, he got screwed around with by Mr. Negative. Mm-hmm. That's what made the anti-venom symbiote. Yeah. Uh, so that's where that all came well, from. Well, that was the original then... story. Since then, they've had Secret Wars and stuff. They've retconned a bunch of things. I think they Did retconned... they retcon that? I think they retconned Anti-Venom, and it was created, like, in a lab or something. Uh, like some sort of see, hybrid I, thing. I, I like the... The, the original, like, Mr. Negative and all, yeah, because I, that, that kind of explains, like, the color scheme with it. And it also, mm. like, kind of, like, here's one more little thread to something else that happens in Spider-Man's yeah. world. Because, what... <laughs> I mean... It is set... They're all set on the same world. Like, the things that happen in Captain America happen in the same world as Spider-Man, yeah. but... Spider-Man seems to be the only one who has his own little nugget of universe. Right. So much so that, like, when uh, when Marvel events are going on, Spider-Man's having his own fucking event. <laughs> Spider-Geddon is about, uh, about to happen. It's not going to affect anything else that happens in the Marvel universe, but it's going to totally change Spider-Man books <laughs> across the board. So it's pretty crazy the way they do that. But, but I mean... It's the one good, <clears throat> like marketing decision they make though for their comics yeah. like the the whole tie-in issue mm-hmm. just dedicate issue four to it man draw your story out string us along a little bit like get it that's how you get the cash i out mean of us. got right now with where the story is at like he's he's got a plan yeah uh, and wouldn't it be like wouldn't it get you like you so enticing that like at, with the ending of the third issue, how hopeless it seems for Venom? Yeah, shit, and they were just like, and now issue four, we're gonna go ahead and take a look at Vietnam, and you're like, motherfuckers. Well, okay, okay. I kind of want to know what's happening, <laughs> but God damn it! All right, I guess I'll wait for issue five, and I'll right. read this now. Yeah, but, uh, it, so it, one of the things I wanted to point out is for. For years, uh, a topic of conversation has always been the emblem on Venom's chest. Yeah. Uh, that's always been, and especially even now, with the movie coming up, people are like, how would he have the emblem if Spider-Man's not involved, if he's, mm-hmm. and all this and that. Did you, did you notice the emblem on Null? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, very yeah. similar. It, it, because but it's got kind of like a winding. The, it's got tail. that instead of a, a dragon tail. Yeah, instead of a what? It, that is the thorax on the spider, yeah. right? So no, no, the thorax is the chest. What's the bump piece? No, I'm the, pretty sure that's the thorax. Is it? I think so. Okay. Well, anyway, we're we're not anthropologists. Instead of a, a whatever the <laughs> fuck that is, the bump that makes the webs. It's like this winding tail, and then it's kind of got bad ears. Uh, well, because you got to think. 
uh, when Null was first attacked, he was that big dragon. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's what Null's symbol is, is that, that big dragon. By the way, guys, so, the story has a Venom dragon. Yeah. Venom dra- symbiote dragon. That's Which, enough of a reason you, to pick up a You get to watch the whole thing, like, come together. Yeah. Like, you see that it's panel pretty, by panel. And it's, it's pretty It's really gnarly. cool. Yeah. So, but that's his emblem. And the wings are in that same, like... Shape as yeah, the angular pattern, and then like the tail down on that. So the, there's been a lot of talk of, okay, that's where the emblem came from. It's not yeah. entirely mimicking Spider-Man. It's this is the the I mean, symbiote it emblem is mimicking Spider-Man. Well, to a, it changed it changed it up to mimic what Spider-Man's costume was. Right. To make a combination of the spider and the symbiote's own emblem. Now, you have to wonder, uh, because of that, because all the other symbiotes, they don't have that chest thing. Right. Uh, I think Anti-Venom kind of has something like that. Anti-Venom did. uh, Toxin. Did Toxin? I don't... I'm not sure if Toxin did or not. I know Carnage um, does not. Carnage doesn't. Uh, he's just like the black sinewy look, yeah. the black and red all over. But as far as I know, Venom is the only one who has that. And if the god of all symbiotes has that symbol, and that Venom's version is the spiderized version of that, yeah. does this make him some sort of chosen one? Is that... Is that alien symbiote a chosen child of Null? Could I that don't know, play into the story? Could they make it a bigger... Because that one well, Because make, you see all of the smaller ones like swirling around Null yeah. and everything else. and But at the same time, okay, so Null is you know his own entity, whatever. He has his own emblem. Yeah. Uh, whereas the the Venom symbiote, he he does have a name. Uh, I don't know if it was ever actually revealed. And that was really cool. The character in this Rex Strickland opened up the world of symbiotes to me even more because I already knew that they had a planet and stuff. Stuff uh, that you've explained to me. Stuff yeah. I've read in Venom Space Night. Uh, that also was pushed on me by you. Uh, so I I'm aware that there's a bigger world two symbiotes but then he is like what is it like to eat what you know what's its favorite color what's, yeah. what's its name and shit so i was like wow whoa, wait a minute they have legitimate names not venom and toxin and carnage and shit like yeah, that yeah it's, it's not whatever names. they're called by us and the thing is if i remember right because the Correcting of the symbiote in the Guardians of the Galaxy run, mm. uh, Bendis's Guardians of the Galaxy run, they went to the symbiote planet to, yeah. which is what led into the Venom Space Knight run, uh, to fix the symbiote <clears throat> to make him not insane. Is essentially what it was. It said like they they have names. They can all, you know, they all know their names, but they. With our tongues, with our, like, vocabulary, whatever, we can't pronounce them. Right. 
and, and they yeah they have their own language uh, and and they start speaking some sort of like crazy yeah language, you actually see it in which, the speech bubbles well but that's not their main language though because when when Venom is asked about it when Eddie Brock asks Venom about it he's like it's an ancient language millions of years old and stuff uh, but he's able to translate it more or less so yeah and that's the thing like that's again where it points out like. Symbiotes have been around a long fucking time. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and obviously they've been on our planet longer than we knew. Mm. So there, there's a lot of questions coming up with each issue that comes out, uh, even more so now with issue three. And like you said, how are they going to compete with this entity? Right, because they've set up a pretty big bat. Like, this, this guy is one to contend with. Yeah, so it, it kind of makes you wonder how are they, you know, how are they going to continue this on? Right. What's going to happen to the Venom symbiote? What's going to happen to Eddie Brock? You know, there's a lot of what, right? Yeah. A lot of what's, a lot of hows, you know, and, and it's one of those things like this is good writing. This. Well, it's it's Donny Cates, uh, and while I have not read too many stories by him, in fact, the only things I think I've read, did he write Carnage or Venom Space Knight? No. No? Okay. Uh, this is probably the only thing I've read from him that um, I know of, like, right offhand. Uh, from where you don't really branch out into independent stuff. I mean, he, I, I branch well, out. Well, I added amazing fantasy after my talk with Ray for Rabbits. I was like, I was like, yeah, that actually sounds really interesting. I kind of want to see what that is. I called them up. They're ordering that issue for me because they weren't going to stock it. Right. Yeah, they're going to be ordering that book for me specifically. So but, I don't say I don't dip into the independent. I read Tank Girl. <laughs> yeah. Do you read Baby Teeth? Do I read, you read Paper Ghost Girls. Fleet? Paper do Girls you read is Reactor. Real. Paper Girls is real off to the side obscure. Okay, like you know, no, Paper Girls is is getting to that mainstream point. It's getting no, so no, because no one's like, yeah, I love comics. I read Spider Man, Superman, Batman, Paper Girls, Wonder Woman. Nobody's doing that. Let me say okay. that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of shut you down a little bit because on the on some of the discussion sites that I'm on. When people ask for recommendations for indie comics, Paper Girls comes up regularly. Really? Yeah. Paper Girls comes <laughs> up, Saga. I guess it's uh, all perspective, because from my end of the comic book world, like nobody is talking about it. Like, like, nobody's well, saying shit. From, from your end, Image is still that, like second cousin over here that you only invite no, to the one barbecue it, a year. I think Image and Dark Horse are both earned their seat at the table. Like, in, in my world, like, they've got <laughs> they their have. books. Even shit, IDW. Yeah. You know, IDW... They got Ninja Turtles. They have Turtles they and got, they have Transformers. And they got Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Nobody's fucking reading Transformers. Dude, Transformers has a bigger following than you would think. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, G.I. Joe still has a big following. Thanks, Obama and Michael Bay. <laughs> and uh, uh, apparently the the toxin symbiote does yeah. kind of have a spider emblem yeah 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 okay. so you know uh, the, but there again toxin was eddie brock i think what's gonna really turn a lot of this story around i think one of their 
uh, one of their surprise maneuvers is going to be an anti-venom. Uh, because oh, I am right, and anti-venom is now like a, it was a man-made collaborational thing. It shouldn't be as influenced, or even influenced at all, by Null. Null shouldn't yeah. be able to control it like he's able to control and well, wall and all even, even so, that kind of will lead you to think, okay, well, will Carnage be affected? Will... Well, given the fact that they're... Most of the the other They're ones are symbio offspring. They're yeah. still pure symbio, and so why wouldn't they? Yeah, there's no good reason why they wouldn't be. Yeah, like so, maybe Carnage. You could say like uh, Cletus Cassidy is so fucking insane that he's uh, that Null is not able to get through to Carnage. Maybe if you really wanted to make Carnage like a forefront in this. Now, but everything if, else, I'm sure they. What if they bring all of the symbiotes from like the Maximum Carnage era back into play? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Marvel doesn't care half the time. <laughs> well, no. Okay, one of the big running jokes when I was up at the shop picking stuff up this last week. We were talking about how there's going to be a villain reveal in uh, Venom issue 3. And, you know, I didn't flip through the book while I was up there or anything like that. Uh, So we were talking, it's like, well, Donny Cates is writing it. Turns out this this, uh, symbiote god just turns out to be Frank Castle from another universe. And so the, the next villain that, that comes up is another Frank Castle from another universe. For those of you who don't know, the cosmic ghost rider in the Thanos run was Frank Castle yeah. from another universe from uh, the future. That is so, when I wrote that entire thing off. So I was now, like, cosmic ghost rider, that's awesome. Oh. So, here, <laughs> but here's the other thing. Now, Donnie, would you like to write a Punisher book? Fuck no. I hate Punisher. I hate Frank Castle. Why do you think I keep writing him into my other books so I can torture the shit out of him? Fuck you, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> like, that that uh, was our ongoing joke up at, up at the shop. Hey, hey Donnie. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> no, so, really. th- this will be the one episode that Donnie Cates actually catches <laughs> because, because we tag him in it. And it's like, hey, we uh, we did a review of Venom one through three. I like just uh, judging from his writing on this and what you've talked about. That was really great for the podcast, by the way. <laughs> uh, just judging from that, how could he not like this this most recent run? Like, fine, okay, maybe Punisher's not your bag or, or whatever. But this oh, most I'm, recent I'm sure. run is amazing. I love every issue. I'm sure that he's a he's a Punisher fan, and I'm actually I'm pretty sure he okay, said. I didn't that know if you guys were basing that off of anything. No, I no, thought you were maybe no. That was just tossing him. around bullshit. Yeah. Like, I thought maybe you would because you had talked to him. It was no, like no, he uh, like one of his things was he's always wanted to write. Frank Castle. He's, yeah. always, he's always wanted to have <laughs> that was so that no. was his way of having the Punisher well, in, in his book. Because they do have Edge of the Venomverse is the thing now. And then Venomized, I think, is a book that takes place in that universe. Yeah. So why not have Null be Frank Castle from another universe? From the Venom universe. Well, I mean we we know that the symbiote god is named Null. 
Yeah. We don't know who he is. We know that he is now a new a new guy in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he's a brand new character. Yeah. You know, as far as we and, know. And here's the other thing. Like, right now, this book... this As of right now, this book came out five, four or five days ago. As of recording, yeah. Uh, so those of you watching live, this book came out, you know, not too long ago. It's already up to $10, and it's already... Damn. Like, it's it's running low, if not already you know out of that with first appearances. So, you know, but the thing is, with Donny Cates, you know, he introduced the first Cosmic Ghost Rider, the first appearance of him, yeah. is holding steady at 30 to $50 for that book. Damn. Yeah. Not bad. And, and I mean, that was what, last year? Yeah. So that, like, that is a long run for that kind of a price which, on a first you know, appearance. And, and it's... You're never going to see the prices. Yeah, you're never going to see the prices like you did back in the day. You know, twelve hundred dollars for the for Avengers number four. Well, we don't know that. Eighty years from now, they'll be like, "Remember, Action Comics one thousand? Pretty confident, Action Comics number one thousand is going to be worth something. Well, like eighty years. But (laughs) what you have to take into consideration is the print run." Spawn number one. We also don't is, know what society will be at that point. That, they could yeah. have all, like, by then, they could have all, like, just been like, you know what? We had a weird obsession for a while. Damn near became a religion. <laughs> we avoided <laughs> that. Because I, st- I stand steadfast that in, like, 2,000 years that the human race is still around, they're, like, digging up remnants of our civilization. I thoroughly believe they're going to think that we worshipped gods like Batman and Superman, <laughs> those will be our like Norse mythology gods. Is these fuckers? No, no. Which is w- funny because some of them are based out of Norse mythology. Right? No, Norse mythology is not even going to be like a considered thing. Like that's not going to be documented anymore. Anything that had like it engraved in stone, whatever, that's all since been destroyed. The Jesus only- <laughs> will be that guy from The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh God! We're gonna oh. piss so many people off. Oh, what? Oh, we piss a lot of people off all the yeah. time. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, this was a really great book. Venom one through three. You could probably still get your hands on them, like uh, Alpha Specter here was saying. Number one or number three is going for like ten bucks right now. Yeah, so I mean issue my, one, a lot of shops way over order on that to the point where our shop was giving it away for free. No shit. You know, issue two, it's still out there on shelves. Yeah, issue yeah, three yeah. is going fast. Yeah, uh, I got the last copy that our shop had. So getting started will be no problem. Uh, but it, it, if you're willing to spend some money, if you're you're hooked by issue one and two. That it won't be that much. It's not like a killer price point to yeah. get in on the ground floor of issue three. And, and issue four doesn't come out until the end, end of, of July. July. Yeah, so you've got time in between then and now. So, going to bring us to a close. I, I, uh, do we want to start doing ratings on our comics? Maybe we should start doing it. We do it on the movies that we're Yeah, we might as well. Uh, this we'll one, do it out of five or out of ten? Uh, we do ten on the movies. Out of seven? Okay. <laughs> so out of uh, five and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to give it a <laughs> I'm going to give it an at symbol with a winky emoji. <laughs> uh, 
I just kept saying, it's like, okay, what decimal do I want to put on this? And the number just kept getting longer and longer. I'm like... You need to fix that part of your brain. Uh, anyways, uh, so what are you going to give it? I already know you're giving it a high mark. Out of, out of 10, right now, I'm sitting at a solid 8. Okay. All right, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not okay. going to give it a, a 10 out of 10 right now because th- there are some... Some a little bit of campiness that I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, some things that well, are unexplained I, as of right now. I think I know what you're talking about with the campiness because this book tends to subvert expectations yeah. from time to time. And I actually really admire that because during that first issue, there were so many parts where I was like, okay, well, this is about to happen. Oh, shit. Okay. It didn't. And he's even sitting here acknowledging. He's like, this is the part where I'd normally get in there, but this is my situation, and this is why yeah. I'm not getting in there and stuff. And I'm like, that fucking makes a lot of sense. Okay. You set me up, and then you're like, but we're turning left. You know? <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed that. So yeah. what, you, what you considered off-putting campity as I considered good writing. Uh, well, you know, and, and, but there, Maybe man, you just don't really yeah. like Donny Cates that much. So, yeah, I, you know. I'm, I'm growing to not be able to stand the motherfucker. Just can't, right. can't bring him and his goddamn to, Punisher. Yeah, uh, you know what? You know the, you the, the fact that this symbiote god was not Frank Castle just has me so mad. Should have been issue one. Should have been. <laughs> been issue one. You know what? They should have been like the the symbiote is just like Eddie. It's just not working out. I'm heading over here. I hear Frank Castle's up to some good shit. Yep. Why did uh, issue three not? Uh, end with the Venom universe smashing into the six one six universe, and you know what, or whatever they're calling Going this even further, one. Now. Why didn't the Venom symbiote just encompass the entire world? Just what? turn turn the, the Earth into a symbiote, and then the Fantastic Four show up uh, with time travel. <laughs> I mean, Fantastic Four will be back, will be here in a few months. I'm actually that's enough really time. Excited about that. I'm gonna. Uh, that's Donnie Katz also, isn't it? No, it's no. Uh, Dan Slott. Dan yeah, Slott's Dan running Slott's on right, and that is why I want to jump on because he's been writing Amazing Spider-Man amazingly. Now he's over on Iron Man. Yeah, uh, which uh, you didn't pick that up, did you? Nah, I did. Be, well, it's it's picking up from a lot of what's happened in Iron Man since. Civil War Two, so a lot of that stuff that I haven't been a reading. A lot of the stuff with Ironheart that neither of us have read. Well, that and uh, <laughs> Doctor Doom taking over Stark Industries and stuff. So it's picking up with a lot of stuff from these previous stories that, from what I hear, you you should have been reading if you wanted to get to this point. And I was like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna sign. Like, that's too much money. I'm. Not, I, I probably could pick up trades, maybe. Yeah. But I'm not that committed. I'm kind of interested in the Iron Doom story. Oh, the the infamous Iron Man. Yeah. 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 I call it Iron Doom. <laughs> Uh, it's more clever. They wanted to make a fucking pun for a title on a book. They should have started there. Yeah. Right. Uh, but. No, yeah, I yeah, so I didn't go there. But Fantastic Four, though, I know exactly where they left off. Maybe I haven't been reading Marvel Two and One, which I hear there's some stuff in there that kind of leads yeah. to the seeds for this. But I'm sure, I'm sure Dan Slott is going to take care of me, oh, give absolutely. me enough like context clues. I'll be all right. I'm Plus, not it's the the second time I'll have yeah. ever read Fantastic Four. I read a four arc issue in Ultimate Fantastic Four called President Thor. 
and it's because it was called President Thor. <laughs> it wasn't even the Fantastic Four that were bringing me in. I was like, Thor is the president. I want to know what that just, is. How do you not want to <clears throat> know about that? <laughs> right? But yeah, I would... I think I agree with you. I think I'll give it an 8. Uh, only because I don't know where it's going. Yeah. I can't give it a 10 and, out of 10 because it's not perfect because it's incomplete. I mean, and, and that's kind of... You know, we that's kind of where we were sitting on the last comic we were talking about. It's like, we want more. Right. Like, it, it has well, grabbed us. the last comic well, we were talking about was a lot more flawed. Right. Sure, but. but, you know, one of the things that's going to keep pushing <clears throat> us forward on this is there's a lot to look forward to. There's right. a lot that we want to know. Yeah. And, you know, take away the fact that it's Venom. Take away the fact that it's Donny Case. Just the, the story alone... Make them just vague characters or whatever. As the story progresses, you still want to know what's going on with these characters because of what's been going on. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for us on this episode of Sort of My Podcast. Guys, <laughs> like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that bell below if you want to know when the newest video goes up. Comment your thoughts on any of today's stories. And please share this episode on social media. That is the way to get us out in front of people. You want to help us? Share us. That is what you got to do. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And cue that Frank Castle from another universe inspired <laughs> outro music. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how that would sound. Hmm. Probably cheap. <laughs>